Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. I have this sign in my kitchen, and I really wish, the nerd in me really wishes I had put the date on the back of when I bought it because the years are moving really fast, you all. <laughs> you hit 50 and holy moly, I probably bought it 10 years ago, 12 years ago. And it was a sign that I bought because it was important for me to remember because when I would go through this, I would start to argue with reality, be like, this shouldn't be happening or this is happening because I'm a loser from loser street. (laughs) And it's a simple sign. It's not rocket science. And it's like, of course you can, but it was such an important sign. And so I got it in my kitchen, still there. And it says, we can do hard things. And I've always done hard things, right? I I chose a sport that's pretty hard. I do hard things. But I was often thinking I shouldn't have to do hard things or things shouldn't be hard. So that sign was really important because I wanted to remind myself that I can do hard things instead of arguing with reality and constantly losing, right? Byron Katie says, when you argue with reality, you lose 100% of the time. And anytime I thought this shouldn't be happening, that's just a painful thought. That's creating dirty pain on top of already clean pain of whatever the circumstance may be. So that sign was a great reminder for myself and my family that, hey, we can do hard things. And that actually helped for a long, long time. And then here's what happens though. That can become such an identity that I started to really only look for ways that were hard. It was, I must do hard, right? And I find my clients doing this, doing hard because that is such a part of their identity. They're tough. They're resilient. They can overcome. They're gritty, right? There's been all these buzzwords that we've been hearing over the last 10 years. And there's been a lot of research to back it up. So while we can do hard, my question is, does it mean you have to? Just because you can do hard things, doesn't mean you have to. That's an important question. And that's something that we want to check in with ourselves. And the reason we want to check in is when our identity becomes, I do hard things, I can do hard things, I do hard things, we start to find only the hard things and it becomes so ingrained with us. And remember, our strengths can become our weaknesses, especially when we're dialed up, when we're exhausted, when we're in fear, when we're in shame, when we don't think we're worthy enough. We go, okay, if I do really hard stuff, that will prove that I'm worthy. (laughs) That, my friend, is a losing proposition, right? Doing hard things when you're in shame is not going to make you feel better. So we can continue to make things harder than they need to be. And that's why it's important to question it. And you may be saying, but Corinne, what does that look like? What do you mean? So making things harder than they need to be can be trying to get A plus work on your slide deck right? And it's probably your draft of your slide deck, not the final product, right? 
working on your slide deck for hours and hours and hours and needing it to be perfect, does it really need to be perfect, right? Perfecting a work project, working countless hours late into the night, right? Saying yes to countless meetings so you can prove to others that look at me, I work really hard and I can do really hard things and I have 14 meetings in one day. No joke, I have a client who had 14 meetings in one day. Just because we can do hard doesn't mean we have to. Another way of doing hard is making sure you see every option possible before you make a decision. And that, my friend, is exhausting. So I have come over the last five years to believe I can do hard things and I can ask myself, what if it can be easy? Not everything's going to be easy. And I'm not talking about cheating, right? I'm not talking about doing it without integrity, but what if it could be easy? So I'm going to share a story to highlight the example of doing hard things and easy. So over the years, I've been developing a skill set for myself of setting myself up for success, planning, being proactive versus reacting. Been developing it in other areas and there's always areas to work on and to develop, right? It's not just, we want to be like one and done, the magic wand and it's all cleared up. That's just not how it goes. So I have been, you know, doing that. And all of a sudden, about a week ago, it's been kind of in the background of my brain. I haven't had a whole lot of space for it, pushed it aside, but I realized our refrigerator is 21 years old. I'm like, it's 21 years old. We need a refrigerator. And the holiday weekend was coming up and I thought, you know, there'll be some time and space so my husband and I can go look around. And do a refrigerator. Over the years, I kind of dabbled and I would look at rare placements, but I didn't like the internals of a lot of these refrigerators and I just couldn't find one. And, you know, who wants to spend a lot of money on a refrigerator when you've still got one that's working? We've been slowly hitting a crossroads. And normally, you know, the way we've run by appliances is that when, when it no longer works, right? or it can't be fixed, then we go and buy an appliance. That was pre-COVID days when it was a lot easier. And then now I'm dealing with a built-in that also has to be professionally installed and, and moved. So that's a whole other thing. And I know refrigerators can take up to a year right now. And back in 2020, we started having issues with our doors. So we've been kind of working on making it work because right, we didn't know how long things were going to last in terms of COVID and I certainly didn't think supply chain issues would be going on like this. But anyways, it's also interesting because I was finding myself, where in my life am I just making do when really it's time for a replacement? And my husband and I had totally different viewpoints on this. I was like, we need a new refrigerator. He goes, no, we don't. (laughs) He was willing to make do and I was no longer. But here's the thing. I decided, okay, I talk about setting myself up for success, being proactive it's probably going to take a year. If, if I'm committed to the best case scenario, it's going to take a year. So it's, it'd be good to go shop around, see what's out there. Maybe I'll find something I like. I can order it. And then now I have that space of a year knowing that there'll be something coming. Maybe it'll be less than a year, but that's what I'll do. So and remember, my husband didn't think we needed one. And I'm now wise to his, his objections. 
which usually a no. And I realized that, okay, he usually the first answer is going to be no. I have developed quite the skill set of overcoming objections. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really good at this. So anyways, we decided to go shopping on Saturday. We had an open day. There wasn't a soulmate. And he had said, Hey, do you want to, it was going to be a date day. And I said, actually, this would be a good opportunity to go look for these refrigerators. Not that that's something I want to do. I don't like to shop. Number one, don't like to buy appliances and shopping with my husband is not fun at all. So when we did our remodel, I did all the shopping by myself, but for some reason I was compelled to think that he really needed to be a part of this. So in 2001, when I was originally doing our remodel and shopping, there wasn't, I mean, we had AOL probably back then, right? There wasn't Google, there wasn't all this internet shopping. And I was actually going to places and physically touching. Now we have the internet and we have, you know, supply chains issues. So I started looking around to see what was available. What did they look like? And I've come to find out that there are things you can buy on the internet, (laughs) made some phone calls. I was going to actually go out to the stores and drive out to them. None of the stores in the area had the floor models of what I was looking for. And one store had it, but it was like, but down the Bay area is 50 miles away. So I decided not to go there. And I kept saying, well, what if it could be easy? And I thought about it and I looked around and guess what? We ordered a refrigerator, you guys, without seeing it, without touching it. It's a newer model, the current model that we have, 21 years newer, right? Read the reviews, looked at it, measured the dimensions. We ordered it. They wanted to come on Thursday. I said, that's not possible. Is there another day? We scheduled it for Friday. Nice window block of seven to one, right? And it was done. And I'm like, it was that easy? The old me would have had to go to seven different stores to be sure I would have had to touch them. I would have gone to that store 50 miles away just to make sure, right? Because I would have thought if I don't do it hard, it won't be valuable. And instead I spent probably about 90 minutes on the internet and then calling up the stores, talking to the different sales reps and then getting it. So that is an example of we can do hard things and what if it can be easy? Now, my brain didn't really like the fact that it was that easy. Like I went and bought a refrigerator without the gruesome of spending several days out pounding the pavement, looking at the different stores, talking to sales reps, trying to find it, right? Having all these hurdles to overcome. It was pretty easy. So then my brain decided it needed to freak out a little bit. So a couple days ago, it was like, uh uh-oh. I think that stainless steel is going to be darker than the stainless steel that you currently have. And that's going to be a shit show and it's not going to match. And you just spent all this money on this very expensive refrigerator. And because the sales rep on the phone had said something, it was like, he called it like gunmetal stainless steel. So then I found that there's this thing called black stainless steel. I'm like, why are they overcomplicating this? Why can't there just be one color of stainless steel? So I was worried. And then I thought I should call them. I'm like, what are they going to do? So I just said, I'm going to trust and I'm going to hope that, and I read some online reviews. I looked at some photos online of people in their kitchens. It looked similar to the stainless steel that I had. So I thought, okay, I'm just going to trust. I'm not going to overwork this because I can do that. I can make it hard to then justify that I did something, right? And 
oh my goodness, what if it could be easy? So I ordered it on Saturday. The installers came this morning. The installer said, he goes, how long have you been waiting for this? I said, I ordered it on Saturday and his mind was blown. He's like, people are usually waiting up to a year. And I said, I know. I said, the only thing that I had to change was originally we were going to have a water come out that was not available. And so, and I thought about it and while it would have been a nicety, it wasn't a must have. There's also the other side to it. Yes, it's nice to have water coming out of the refrigerator. The downside is I live in Davis. We have, even with our new water treatment center, there's the water still leaves hard water marks. So that's just another thing to clean. And it's another thing to potentially break down the road. I'm hoping I would like to get 21 years, honestly, out of this refrigerator. If I can get 15, that's great. Cause he told me that a lot of refrigerators last five to six years, which I don't find that to be acceptable. So hopefully I'll get at least 15. So one of the things that I know is if there's less moving parts, that might help it. So it was easy. It all happened. I didn't have to go through and make it harder than it was, which then allowed me energy for other areas of my life. And this is what's important. If for everything we do is hard, we're not going to have capacity for those really hard things because we're going to be so exhausted and burned out from always doing everything hard. Yes, we can do hard things and it's important to do the things that need to be done hard with hard. And it's also important that we have a continuum so that not everything is hard. And it's not that it's black and white, hard or easy, but what can be easy. And notice when your brain freaks out like mine did, trying to create, you know, concern or to justify that, hey, it's only valid if I work really hard and create all this drama that's unnecessary, right? It was great. I went home to the street this morning. They had my old refrigerator next to my new one and they're the same color. They brought it in. It was hard for them to get it in. Thank goodness they were doing it. They put it in. I have a new refrigerator. All the shelves work. The door closes. Like it is awesome. I'm so excited. And it all came about with this, this constraint of, yes, I can do hard things. Doesn't mean I need to, right? What if it could be easy? So my friend, yes, you can do hard things. We have resilience. We do hard things well. And sometimes we can do things easy. We really can. That is really important. Easy to hard. It's a continuum. It's not this or that. It's a continuum. Know where you're at. If zero is easy and 10 is hard, know where you're at. It's a continuum. We don't need to polarize and only do hard things. We can do a range and doing the hard things and questioning, can this be easy? That will help you get clearer on where do you want to spend your energy and your emotional resources. We need the space of ease so we can have the capacity to do hard things. All right, my friends, I'm smiling big for you. Hey there, before we go, I have a question for you. Have you subscribed to the show yet? This is an awesome opportunity for you to preserve your brain juice. I love the fact that I can subscribe to podcasts 
in television shows and they go straight to my iPhone or they go straight to my DVR and then I don't have to worry of, oh no, especially with television shows. Did I hit record? Is it going to be there? Or now do I have to watch it on demand and go through all the commercials? So go and hit the subscribe button. There's a link in the show notes and that will ensure you that you never miss a show and you can also save your brain juice for other things in your life. There's way more important things, but you and I will still be connected because the show will be waiting for you in your phone. Go to the link in the show notes, subscribe to the show so you can automatically get all the shows to your phone. I'm smiling big for you. She is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wide awake.